Hey, it's the Hook Better Leads podcast. I'm Tim Brown, and I'm here with Todd DeWalt. How you doing, Todd? Good, Tim. Uh, Todd DeWalt is uh, from BuilderMasterclass.com and the Construction Leading Edge podcast. And he has a lot of experience talking to different construction companies, a lot of remodelers and home builders. So we're going to be talking about how to get paid for estimates as a remodeler and home builder. And before we get into that topic, which is it's very important. I mean, who if you, ha- if you aren't currently doing this, you will want to at least listen to what Todd has to say. But before we get into that, Todd, can you just give the folks a little bit of a backstory? How did you get into this? Sure. So I've been in construction since about 1995. I've spent time over my career as a construction business owner. I've been a project manager. I've been in business development. I've been a general contractor, subcontractor, and owner's rep. I've worked on projects ranging from little bathroom remodels up to managing the design and construction of a $70 million high rise. And I realized that, um, well, really what got me into doing what I am now is I made a lot of mistakes when I had my own business almost 20 years ago. And I decided, you know what, there are a lot of people struggling out there. So there's got to be a better way. We, here we are all out here reinventing the wheel at the same time. So I created the podcast, the Construction Leading Edge podcast, almost seven years ago now to try to help somebody potentially, hopefully, avoid the pain and frustration and uh, all the, the mistakes that I made in my business. And then I started doing that. And then fast forward to today, I work with builders, remodelers, general contractors, specialty trades, and I'm all about helping construction businesses eliminate chaos and maximize profits by putting good systems in place. Sorely needed, sorely needed. So, you know, we're talking about getting paid for estimates. Let's do a little backstory. Where, where is this coming from? What's the biggest risk about free estimates? Well, there are there are two big risks here. There's there's a risk to the contractor, but there's also a risk to the client. And and the caveat here is that this is really really talking to builders, remodelers, and general contractors. So if you're a subcontractor, if you're a specialty contractor, if you're laying tile, or if you're a roofer, this may not apply for you. This may not work for you. So when we say things like Free estimates could be unethical. Don't get pissed off just yet. Just listen. But this it may apply to you. But what I can tell you is that builders, remodelers, general contractors absolutely need to do this. That's this is where I start my clients off. So the big risks, number one, to the client, to the project owner, the homeowner, I can look them in the eye and tell them there are two big risks to their projects. The one big risk is the lack of planning up front, whether it's say a custom home right? If they just jump in based on a free estimate, sign a contract, I can tell them you are probably in for disaster by doing that. And then on the other side, to the builder, in that case, one of the biggest risks to them is signing a contract based on a free estimate, because it's full of allowances and contingencies and unforeseen conditions. And all of these gaps is what I call them. You've got to look at it as a, a series of gaps holes in there that you have to fill as you go along 
and then hope for the best. And in a lot of cases, free estimates are the root cause of a lot of profit bleeds, like rework, doing stuff twice, what I call unsolicited charity, which is doing something you should get paid for, but you have to eat the cost of it because of some disagreement with you and your subcontractor, or you and the homeowner, and you end up doing charity work. You end up eating the cost of it. And if you're listening, you probably know what I'm talking about. You think about the last time you had to eat something where you paid for the material, the labor and everything to put it in, and then you didn't get paid for it. Um, so a lot of profit bleeds can be traced back to this phrase, well, we had to do a free estimate. We didn't have time to do all the planning and figure it out. So that's, that's the short answer to, to that question. So let's dive a little bit deeper into why do customers want this? I think um, contractors often assume they do not. So why do you, how do you know and, and why do they want this? So here's how I know they want it. Here, I can tell you this works. Like some people would say, it. and I've 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 seen so many comments on Facebook. I'll I'll run trainings to say, hey, I'm going to teach you how to get paid for estimates, and these people will come out, and I've been called some some interesting names, and they'll yeah. say things like, well, yeah, well, you're going to lose 75 percent of your leads if you do that, dumbass, you know, <laughs> stuff like this. And and dumbass is pretty. That's yeah. pretty kind. That's one of the yeah. kinder names I've been called. But what I'm more interested in would be results from people who have actually done it. So one of my um, clients is a guy named Chris. He's in Louisiana. And we talked in, it was late January. And he said, and he went into this reluctantly. I, it took me a long time to get him to actually try this. He said, and I got to tell you, we've collected $8,100 in pre-construction fees in the first half of January. And another guy who just took this idea and ran with it, his name's Travis from Virginia. He collected $10,000 in the first month. He got paid $10,000 for estimates in the first month that he did it. Mm -hmm. So what there's like this thin veil that a few people have gone through and they're like, and a lot of people are like, no, that's never going to happen. You're going to lose all your leads. And you know, that's, that's ridiculous. And it's, it's unethical to charge for estimates. But the reality is when you show the homeowner what's in it for them or the client, this even works on for commercial businesses. When you show them the risks associated with the free estimate, you show, it what's, show them what's in it for them, then they get it. At least the right customers get it. They see the value and they're like, ah, I get it. If I don't do the right planning up front, then I don't know what my costs are going to be before I sign a contract. And then it's in my best interests to spend a little bit of money up front and do the planning before I sign a contract. And those, some of those people are going to be your best customers, right? Because Absolutely. those are the people that actually value this. They believe in professionalism. And I tend to think sometimes we, you know, this is all businesses. I'm just kind of branching out here. We sometimes optimize for these negative, weird mm. situations I would encourage you not to optimize for outliers, negative, weird outliers. So like if, and it could be eight out of 10 of your leads are not the right fit, right? And it's okay if some of those people fall off, if they're not the right fit, you need to get the best jobs. I think that this is something that remodelers and home builders relate to a lot, which is 
I don't just want the leads anymore, man. They're getting greedy. That's good. It's good. You're getting greedy. I don't, I'm already six months out on my scheduling. I want the best leads and you have to get better about qualifying, but, and and this is a, a qualification process as well as just like, you know, and I think that's probably the best part about it. I want to get paid for estimates, but I also just want to get better at qualifying leads and trying to get better customers because I it's quality of life for a lot of these guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I like what you said. Don't optimize for the outliers. And that's, that's, that's great advice. Yeah. There, there are going to be some people who say that's ridiculous. Um, you're, you're crazy. There's no way anybody would ever pay you. And you know what? They are not, they're, they're not the customer that you want to work with. And if they are checking, they're just collecting bids, probably not the customer you want to work with. And um, yeah. And the other thing you said about qualifying, let me tell you this, there is no better way to qualify somebody from a lead to a prospect than for them to write you a check or get out their credit card. That tells you they're serious. And that is one of the most powerful things about this process is you will dramatically reduce, if not eliminate the time you spend with tire kickers, time wasters and bid collectors. That's really good. And and if your customers have paid you, the ones that you're really doing work with, you're already doing a bunch of jobs with, you've got different customers out there and you're out here spending four, eight hours on somebody that may or may not work with you and you're designing or doing whatever, would those customers that have paid you 40, 80, 150, thousand dollars be happy that you're spending that four and eight hours for free for this random person or would they say you're stealing money from me (laughs) you're stealing you're stealing effort from me from away from my project that i've already paid you for to spend time on these four to eight hour estimates yeah and that's you know one of the comments i get so often when I tell people, Hey, you should, you, you can't, I'm not telling anybody they have to charge for estimates. If you want to, if it's working for you, if you're giving away free estimates and you're crushing it, great. Good for you. But for people who are tired of wasting time and they just have a lot of leads coming in and they need a good way to qualify them and get to know quickly, then this is a great process to do that. And so one of the questions and one of the statements I get is, you know what, man, just bake it, just bake your time into your overhead or somebody called it. That's the burden. You just bake it in there. It's part of your overhead. Okay. So let's get this straight. Um, you're giving away free estimates. Let's say you're spending 10 hours a week of your time doing free estimates and you're baking it in your overhead. So who's actually, who are you charging for those free estimates? It's your paying customers, right? Yeah. So is it, is it really fair to charge your paying customers for your paying customers to pay for you to go spend time with people you don't do work with? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Exactly. So somebody's paying for it. So the question is, are you charging the right people for your estimates? Mm-hmm. You should be charging the people who you're spending time with not charging your paying customers. Yeah. That's that's the way I look at it. And that's the way a lot of builders and remodelers look at it. If look, don't don't send me hate emails or call me a dumbass or anything if you're listening to this. We'll we'll give them your email so that they can send the hate mail that way. <laughs> <laughs>
No, hey man, just a little encouragement, you know, on the Facebook ads. I think a lot of contractors deal with it. Anyone, anyone who does Facebook ads, you get that hate or whatever. I, I'm going to encourage, this is a side note, separate from the paid estimates thing. Obscurity is scarier than getting a few Facebook hate comments. Mm-hmm. Obscurity is scary. Obscurity means your business isn't going to survive a recession. Obscurity means you don't have enough eyeball. I'll tell you what, that's more scary to me than any hate that I'm going to get. I way rather put myself out there, take a little bit on the chin, get tougher and mm-hmm. not, um, and not be completely obscure. So I side agree. Note. And, and, and that's a good point. I I've learned, I still, it still stings a little bit, honestly, oh, yeah. because nobody <laughs> likes criticism. Um, you know, nobody likes to be called a dumbass on Facebook, especially when you're paying for the ads, right? I mean, that's that's like a Did kick in the nuts. All the dumbass comments Facebook for us, they just filter them, just get rid right. of them. Yeah. So, but it's like the way I look at it now is all right, if I if I have haters, that's good. That means I'm putting something out there that's strong, it's polarizing. Mm-hmm. So it's exactly. it's it's causing a reaction that means yeah. there are there are negative reactions, but there are a lot of positive reactions where people are like, huh. I never thought about that. I'm going to check that out. Now they're not calling me a dumbass, but the people whose viewpoint on the world and maybe their overall unhappiness is getting pricked a little bit. Those are the ones that are making those comments. So I think it's uh, it's a good thing. Grant Cardone, the um, author of 10X, said at one point, "You know what? If you got if you got a hater, go get yourself 10 more." Yeah, I like that. And you know, I used to like post something on social media. And I would try to like, I would think about the people that might disagree and I'd like take out anything that felt like it would be controversial or a little bit, whatever. And I just not, you know, within reason, obviously I'm, I'm being ethical and I'm I'm being positive in general, but I also, I'm more honest now that I don't take that stuff out. Mm -hmm. I, I actually leave it in there because you know what? I prefer a couple. I'm glad a couple people disagree. If it's not, if no one can disagree with it, you're probably not saying anything of substance. It's just vanilla, bland, yeah. nobody cares, not yeah. causing a reaction. So yeah, I agree. You got to be authentic. It's got to, it's got to sting a little bit. And if you get a positive, if you get a negative reaction, that means you're probably getting 10 times as many positive reactions too. Absolutely. Okay. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Back to so, the script. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the biggest enemy of profit in remodeling jobs? Um, we've probably touched on it, but it's the gaps, the unforeseen conditions. Yeah. It's the things that were overlooked in the haste to get a contract side. It's yep. so if profit is important to you, this is one of the main places to look. It, it, assuming profit is important to you. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're kind of a philanthropist and you're just doing this for practice. But if profit is... Oh, that's so mean. It feels that way sometimes with like some of the nicest remodelers and contractors I know. It sometimes feels like they're a little bit like they're good people, you know, like you're a good guy. Like, but I I don't want you to be unnecessary. Like you said, what did you call it? You call that a forced... Unsolicited unsolicited charity or like this, you know, philanthropist. I know I've donated. There's a... There's a house in Cincinnati that I donated 10 grand to 
There's a, another house on the north side of Cincinnati that I donated 10 or 20 grand to. I mean, I've got, and they didn't even send me a Christmas card. You know, it's. No, the funny thing is, is they're going to be mad. <laughs> you know, if you don't, if you don't get this stuff up front, you could, it's not even that you're going to be out 20 K it's that you're going to be out 20 K and you might get a one-star review on Google because these things cause giant speed bumps. If you're going to be paying for it, it's probably because they're unhappy. So that's almost worse. Like, let's say you had unlimited money. It's worse to have bad reputation out here. And that's why you're, that's why you're covering those costs, right? Cause you're scared about your reputation, yeah, but like, yeah. that's a bad, that's a really bad part of it. And I don't want them, whether they're happy or mad at you, I don't want this kind of unsolicited charity. Yeah. yeah that's they're the financial profit bleeds rework um, to, which sounds like something like, but I told you I wanted this and we talked about this and um, maybe a selection was made halfway. Another profit bleed is a conversation that sounds like, well, if I would have known, then I would have done something different. So you get halfway through a project. Hey, you need to make your selection on your, your stone countertop. And in the rush to, to make the selection, there's no time to check pricing. They make a selection, you pull the trigger, you order it, then you get the pricing in and you're like, oh, shit. It's five grand over their budget. What do you do then? Do you go to them and say, hey, this stone selection you made, which we didn't really give you time and we didn't, we didn't give you the information, but the stone you selected because we didn't plan properly, it's going to cost you an extra five grand. And they're going to say, well, if I would have known that, I would have, would have picked something else. Then what do you do? You just eat that five grand because it wasn't, it was your fault. So these profit bleeds of unsolicited charity, lost productivity, rework, schedule delays. And then the, you know, once a customer loses confidence in you, man, it gets ugly really fast, especially on a bigger project. If they don't have confidence, you've got a firm grasp on all the details, then they start to pick everything apart. Your punch list is going to be difficult. They're going to scrutinize everything and you may struggle to get your final payment. And things just get really, really uncomfortable, really fast because of these gaps that show up. Your employees are probably not as happy anymore. <laughs> a lot a of lot chaos, of right? Yeah. Because if you're a remodeler or builder, your employees are the ones out there dealing with this flack, having the conversations with the customer saying, but I told you guys I wanted this, or what about this? And, and they're the ones dealing with it and... Imagine if somebody else comes along and says, Hey man, you know, how happy are you being a lead carpenter over there? And somebody offers them a good job. They might jump ship because of all the chaos. Nobody likes chaos, customers, business owners, or employees, or your subcontractors. You know, right now it's really hard to get good subcontractors. And if you don't have your stuff together, then they're going to go, they're just going to fire you. There are a lot of subs that are firing general contractors now to go work with other general contractors who have good systems in place where they can actually work profitably. So yeah, it hurts. Absolutely. Why is it good to say no quickly for tire kickers? Okay, tire kickers. Um, let me give you an example, a quick story. There was a, a guy named Terry that contacted me back when I was building houses and he was a pilot. 
he had a piece of land that he owned. He told me he wanted to build this special kind of house that I built, which was insulated concrete forms, seemed to have everything together. So I jumped in. He told me he wanted to build with me. I was like, this, this is the real deal. This is a done deal. We're going to put it together. So I spent like 40 hours or more putting together plans, pricing it, meeting with he and his wife, back and forth, back and forth, only to find out that he had about $120,000 of budget and $400,000 worth of dreams. And I spent 40 hours plus to figure that out. Now, it would have, what would have been a lot smarter would be for Todd to get to that conclusion much, much faster. And the best way to do that would be to say, all right, Terry, that sounds great. Our process is we want to do the planning up front to make your project a success and make sure you get what you want and you understand what it's going to cost you and that you can afford that. Before we get started, here's our pre-construction agreement. You want about a 3,000 square foot house, ballpark numbers. It's going to be 400 to 450. And we would have gotten to a quick no. I would have gotten to no in about 30 minutes instead of 40 hours. Then some people would be like, but I need those leads. No, you don't need leads. What you need are qualified prospects. So what Todd should have done was spent, to, would have, should have gotten to know really quickly with Terry and then spent the other 39 and a half hours with qualified prospects that actually could afford a project and something reality, something was actually going to come to reality. But we don't want to hear no, right? We People don't like no, especially people new in business. We don't want to hear no. And I'm telling you, you want to get to no quickly because if the ultimate answer is no, I say, let's get there as fast as possible. That's so good. So good. And your time is super valuable. And that's such a it's an important thing to think about too. Like just what is my hourly rate? If I was to pay myself, is it the hundred? Is it 300? Like, let's figure that out a little bit so that you, if you're going to waste three hours, you at least know you're pissing $900 down the drain or whatever it happens to be. If you know that, I feel like you will ask, you will try to be more direct and ask for budgets and figure these things out. Um, I feel like the people listening and watching are wishing that they had like a exact script if they could talk through these, because I, I, I'm hearing you say it, but what about an exact script, Todd? Hook us up. Yeah. So let me give you, I'll give you one question. All right. Yeah. One question you can ask, and then I'll, I'll tell you where you can get um, some more information on this. So there's one question you can ask. And the short version of the question is this. When would you like, you would say this to a homeowner or a client. Okay. When would you prefer to find out exactly what you're going to get and how much it's going to cost in the middle of the project or before you get started? It's good. So good. Now this is contrary to the way most contractors sell. If we'll, we'll call, I'll use that word loosely because selling for a lot of people is they want to talk about their company and their process. And they want to talk about the technical details of the project that's not really important at this phase. At this phase, what you really want to sell them on is the process, this process of making sure that they do all the planning, 
upfront so they know exactly what they're going to get and how much it's going to cost before you get started. So it's, it's not about pounding them over the head saying, you know, don't go out there and say, man, my time's valuable. Dude, mm-hmm. I'm worth a hundred bucks an hour. You need to pay me for my estimates. That's probably not going to work. Your job is to point out the value to that person, show why it's in their best interest. One of the things I heard, I think Michael Hyatt said this years ago, everybody's favorite radio station is WIIFM. What's in it for me? That's what they're thinking. What's in it for me? So when you're talking to a prospect, that's what they're asking. What's in it for me? Why should I care? And you have to be able to answer that question. So by asking a question like that, it gets them to see what's in it for them to pay for estimates. And I've put together some, some a training video with some other questions you can ask. Um, I can share that, that link with you yeah, if you're please. interested. Please do. Yeah, so I put together this training video with three questions. Here's what I would say. There are three questions that you need to learn before you send out your next free estimate. If you're a builder, remodeler, or a commercial contractor, three questions that you need to learn. So you can go to buildermasterclass.com forward slash script, watch a free training video. There's also an opportunity to grab a fully baked script for a little bit of money, very small investment there. If you want a, f- some f- a fully baked script that you can just walk through, you can do that. But if nothing else, get those three questions, watch the training video for free and telling you, please don't send out another free estimate until you watch that video over at buildermasterclass.com forward slash script. That's awesome. That's awesome that you put that together. I appreciate it very, very much. Um, so in general, buildermasterclass.com, anywhere else that they should check you out? Yeah, you can check out the Construction Leading Edge podcast. I have another website. My main website is constructionleadingedge.com. But if you're a builder, remodeler, be sure to check out buildermasterclass.com. And if you want to listen to interviews with um, crazy marketing guys that uh, dress up as wizards at... Um, building shows, <laughs> then uh, Tim's interview is on the Construction Leading Edge podcast. But I also interview a lot of business owners, construction business owners, industry experts. Uh, I think there's 199 or 200 episodes Ooh, of the Construction Leading Edge podcast that. right now. That's huge. A huge. It's kind of like, it means you're probably going to keep doing it if you do 200 episodes, I feel you like. You know, I quit once. I gave it up yeah. once. And um after about two years. And yeah, I think, uh, I think it's going to stick. I think I'm going to stick yeah. with it. That's a lot of episodes. And if you guys haven't met Todd before on content or in person, uh, Todd DeWalt, T-O-D-D-D-A-W-A-L-T. I'm sure you can follow him on all the social platforms. I like LinkedIn. I think you should check out LinkedIn if you're not on LinkedIn. Todd shares a ton of value there. And I feel like LinkedIn is just popping right now. So if you, I feel like I'm just going to encourage people to get involved there. It's basically from my point of view, LinkedIn is kind of like a hustle, a group of, it's like more hustlers, like people that are like pushing on their businesses. And it's like a really good networking thing. Each time somebody posts, if Todd posts something amazing, comment, use it as a little mini networking 
events. I mean, it's hard to get around people right now. Um, and so there's opportunity there to, to get encouraged and he shares a ton of value on there. So check out Todd on LinkedIn and thank you for joining us, Todd. My pleasure. Thanks, Tim. Absolutely. Um, it's Hook Better Leads podcast, hookagency.com and hookagency all over social. Thanks for watching everyone. Bye.